everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also do a film review podcast that covers movies that came out during the 1980s. I encourage you to check that out. Just search for it wherever you're listening to this right now and you'll find it. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies. Today I'm going to get into, I think this is the first 2019 film I'll be reviewing so far this year. It is called Glass. It is the latest from M. Night Shyamalan, who wrote and directed the film. The cast includes James McAvoy, Bruce Willis, Samuel L. Jackson, Sarah Paulson, and Anya Taylor-Joy. The runtime is two hours and nine minutes. It's a PG-13 rated film. It does have violence, including some bloody images, thematic elements, and language. Now, Glass, if you know your M. Night Shyamalan films, you know this is really serving as the sequel to two of the films in his filmography. You go back to 2000 for Unbreakable, and in 2018, it was a film called Split, which most people didn't know at the time, but until you got to the post-end title stinger that it was set in the same universe as Unbreakable. So this is kind of the third part of a trilogy, I guess you could say. Bruce Willis here making his return as the unbreakable security company owner named David Dunn, who, along with his now adult son, and I guess his son is his sole employee, Joseph, they're trying to track down a crazy homicidal lunatic who's roaming the streets of Philadelphia, abducting teenage girls who are really never seen again. James McAvoy continues his portrayal of Kevin Wendell Crumb, a.k.a. The Horde, who is a conglomeration of split personalities that take over his body at various points, including that homicidal brute known as the Beast, who's the one who's feeding on those girls that David is looking for. Samuel L. Jackson from Unbreakable also returns as the titular character, Glass, specifically Mr. Glass, the brittle mastermind. and He's also known as Elijah Price, and he's apparently been laying low for some time. I guess he's been under heavy sedation because the three end up together after the first two are subsequently rounded up and kept in separate chambers within this high-security psychiatric facility that's led by Sarah Paulson's Dr. Ellie Staple. Dr. Staple's specialty is rehabilitating persons who believe that they are superheroes into thinking that they're really not. From the movie Split, Anya Taylor-Joy returns as Casey Cook, who survived her terror-filled first meeting with the Horde, while in its persona as the Beast, but who finds herself drawn to help Kevin, the actual host of all of these personalities, escape those inner demons. A lot more to the story than that. A lot of twists and turns, as you would expect from M. Night Shyamalan. As with his last two efforts, Glass is produced by Shyamalan and Blumhouse Productions for Universal and Buena Vista Disney, who Buena Vista owned the rights to the characters as they appeared in Unbreakable, and Universal owned the ones that appeared in in 
split, so kind of a joint venture rarity nowadays, and probably the last time you'll see this, unless there was going to be more sequels to this. Had an estimated budget of $20 million, easily eclipsed that this opening weekend. A chunk of that $20 million budget obviously was necessary to bring back the main stars, so I guess that leaves a little bit left for such things as effects or action, which are pretty minimal for a film of this magnitude. Although the film is called Glass, you would think that this would focus more on the Samuel L. Jackson character. Actually, he gets the least amount of screen time among the three central stars, and much of that time that we do see him, he's not really speaking, so you kind of wonder how much of Jackson ended up on the cutting room floor of his own movie. Sarah Paulson probably gets as much screen time as Jackson, and maybe even a little bit more as I recollect it now. M. Night Shyamalan has said that Glass was the longest script that he had ever written, and a lot of that shows up on the screen. It's a very talky movie, and I think um, quite a bit to its detriment here. I mean, it really it does go on a long time with its dialogue. Much of the story tells instead of shows what's going on. He shot the entire thing, put it all together, and then realized after the first cut clocked in at a hefty three hours and 20 minutes that it had to be pared down pretty significantly. The finished product found about an hour and 10 minutes of that first cut sliced out. And given what we get in the end, it's really hard to imagine that Shyamalan's mind was just bursting with so many ideas that he had little time to cram them all in. It seems here from what we see that he has a couple of solid notions, but he does take a sweet time in getting to them in favor of reiter- in favor of reiterating the powers of the main characters repeatedly, which we see happen from time to time. As with other films in this filmography, Shyamalan is much more interested in making a psychological thriller within this superhero comic book realm instead of a sci-fi or action-oriented flick as most other superhero properties might. In that way, Shyamalan is subverting expectations, I think intentionally here, and that may frustrate some viewers who are looking forward to seeing the small cinematic universe that he's building up finally cut loose into costumed heroes battling across vast cityscapes. If you had that in mind, you're not going to get that here because Shyamalan is much more interested in seeing them as humans with powers instead of letting the superhero aspects of them overcome their own personas. And that may not be what everyone wants. Essentially, this really does drag out what would be in the first 30 minutes of a typical superhero film into the course of three movies. It's definitely not where the interests lie with the trilogy of films made thus far. I would say getting to my personal take of this movie, it's kind of like the character of the Horde. I'm of a split mind when it comes to Glass. There are some notable things to admire here. James McAvoy continues to give the part or parts his all. He has an incredible nimbleness in the 20-plus personalities that he displays on the screen. All of them are distinct and easy to differentiate, and that's thanks to the quality of McAvoy's own talent. The tone here is admirably minimalist in its delivery, which is pretty refreshing in this era where there is always a need to constantly be viscerally stimulating and have prolonged set pieces. That's what you would typically find in a superhero film. And there are some choice ideas in the mix as well. You have this notion here that's tossed out that there are these characters that may not have any superpowers at all except that which exists in their minds. And somehow it's a psychological thing that they think that they're much more gifted than they are. Although I will say there's really likely not going to be anyone in the audience that thinks that even a storyteller as subversive as Shyamalan would actually try to get us to buy into this angle with all that we've seen in the prior two films in this trilogy. 
On the downside, and of course there's a downside since I feel split on this movie, the inert nature of much of the runtime of Glass does begin to sink it down into territory that will test the patience of many viewers. And you compound this with Bruce Willis. He's a welcome return here to the Shyamalan films, especially in this character. He's clearly done trying to be the least bit charismatic, though, here. He barely registers at all in this film. Samuel L. Jackson is much more game for what Shyamalan is offering, but he too is hamstrung by the fact that his character is under sedation for like the first half of the film and confined to a wheelchair through all of it. And that's when he's not off the screen altogether, which is quite a bit. By the end of the film, you'll feel like all of this is more like a pilot for a proposed TV offshoot. Should Shyamalan become interested in television, I guess it could be. And I would go so far as to say it might have even benefited from being a TV show from the get-go, given that Shyamalan desires to want to explore these characters psychologically before they're ever called upon to do much that's heroic or villainous. They're really great characters. I think they're in search of a greater movie than Glass, because Shyamalan is too interested in exploring these characters down to the minutia of them to see them as building towards something more exciting or relevant. Other people would build them up to do something more. Shyamalan is much more interested in getting down to the nitty-gritty of who they are on a subatomic level. You might like that, you might not. I think this is a film that could swing either way. As they say, glass half full, glass half empty. Are you an optimist or a pessimist? I guess that'll determine how you feel about glass overall. In the end, though, I would say Glass does represent a story that Shyamalan wants to tell. It's not the one that the fans of Unbreakable have been expecting him to tell for the better part of 20 years. You know, he's finally able here to cut loose into a well-built superhero genre with these three engaging actors at the forefront, and yet he holds back. And how much that will impress or frustrate you is going to say more about you than it does about Shyamalan, who spent much of his career either impressing or frustrating by denying his audience's expectations at all times. So it's a lengthy movie, despite its reported cuts, and that's primarily because it is pretty slow to get going. It doesn't really move a great deal until it gets to this ending that will likely further make many viewers wonder if it really needed three whole movies to get to that level. Fans who were hoping for a follow-up to Unbreakable finally do have it here, although I wonder how many of those fans will no longer care to see another entry after seeing the direction that Shyamalan really wants to continue going. And Glass here is a bit like its namesake. It's an empty vessel that really has no real value to its beholder without something of an appealing substance to pour into it. And Shyamalan, despite an ample runtime, doesn't seem to have enough juice to fill his glass halfway. It's a missed opportunity, I feel, to really do something special, but it'll find its fans. I think there are going to be people who still enjoy this film for what it is, But I would say, by and large, it's going to be a very limited audience. Those people who really have not given up on Shyamalan altogether are probably going to be the main draw. I'm going to give Glass two and a half stars out of four. Two and a half stars on my scale means that I do think that it had the tools, it had the talent to be able to be something I could wholeheartedly recommend to most people. And that thing that it's missing here is a film that's really worth coming back for after nearly two decades out of Unbreakable. That film is a very entertaining movie. A slow burn like this one too, but it really did sink in a lot more thematically than anything that you see here in Glass. Even people who were enthused to see a continuation of the story that we found in Split are probably going to be disappointed at the subdued nature of it. So this is not the film that I think most people probably 
were hoping that Shyamalan would deliver if he were at all to revisit these characters. Two and a half stars out of four goes to Glass. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. I'm sure this is one of those movies that really runs the gamut from one star to four stars, depending on who sees it. If you have your own take and you really want to express it to me, you can find my contact information at my website. You can go to quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net, for all of my contact details, including links to my other podcast, as well as my social media links there, too. I'm looking forward to getting to a whole new year of films i'll try to stay on top of it a little bit better than i did in 2018 so i hope you'll stick around for that if you haven't done so already click that subscribe button and you'll continue to get all of my reviews as they come out until next time thanks everyone and please enjoy your time anytime you get to go to movies (laughs) 